Hallelujah. Thank God so much. Praise God tonight. So, I think the iPad went out or whatever. But how many of y'all know uh, one monkey, digital monkeys, don't stop no show. Somebody say amen. 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 Back in the day, my grandmother, before she died, uh, we, we, we wanted to, I would always have her tell stories. She would tell stories about the Brush Arbor meetings that they would have in the country. Brush Arbor is like, uh, you know, like if you go to Deucer Park <clears throat> and they have that little thing that you eat under, you know? And they just be out there at night. They do it when it was cool. And she said they have watermelon and food and all this stuff. And however it was that they had it staged and everything, there was no microphones and so forth, generally speaking. Uh, so I said, well, how? No electricity out there? What, no organ? No, with no organ. <laughs> what about the piano? I rarely had a piano. What'd they do? They'd have, you know, somebody might bring a guitar or something, a little amplifier. People have uh, tambourines and whatnot, and they preach all night. Somebody say amen. No lights. I said, well, where the lights come from? And she was just, she was telling me all of the things they did. And so, y'all, you know, whatever. Amen. You might not have all the digital stuff or whatever going. But tonight, y'all, we have no less than a word from the Lord tonight. And I believe tonight is the Jesus. So, what about our new building? Some of y'all was praying and when we was meeting and all that. I want to thank you. How many of y'all was praying? Some of y'all was fasting. How many of y'all was fasting? Amen. Me too. I lost five pounds since. <laughs> we was praying. So y'all, it is going good. Talks are going well. And y'all, woo! In a minute, we're going to have some tea. It's amazing. I don't want to say nothing. I don't want to say nothing other than what I need to say. Somebody say amen. And y'all know I don't want to say nothing negative. I just I'm thankful for everybody. I'm thankful for everything. Somebody say amen. I thank God for you guys. I thank God uh, that you are here tonight. Amen. Amen. Um, couple of things. Yesterday morning, Alicia Walls, you know, uh, y'all know the Walls group, right? Okay. Alicia Walls from the Walls group, uh, you know, we're friends, we're good together. So she called me, and uh, Levi Tutin's dad passed yesterday morning. All right? I want y'all to be praying for them. Amen. 
and I talked to him and Warren Gill over these other two things, is he is one of the greatest uh, gospel producers still living. Amen. Bless and integrity. Amen. And he produced that first Walls album that made the Walls famous. <clears throat> and so, good friend of mine. We love him so much and his family. And uh, so we're going to be reaching out to them in tangible ways and you know, sending something up uh, real soon and all those things. But uh, So his dad did pass from COVID, okay? Check, check. You got it? <laughs> okay. They make, they make shift and tonight. But um, but he did pass away from COVID. Uh, the mom is out of the hospital. She's doing fine. These other two kids had it. Uh, his whole family had it. Uh, and it was the, uh, what they call it, the Delta variant. And then, <clears throat> you know, I've been talking to some people that have caught it recently. So this is the fourth wave. Okay? Um, we're not live on uh, so, listen, okay, so, we believe is right, all right, Psalms 91, yes, right, governs us, governs our home, I want you to pray that every day over your home, okay, over yourself, personally, right, um, and what does it say, right, it says that there should no evil befall you, neither shall any what? Play come out now you dwell. All right, that is a promise, right? Okay, is that true or not? Okay, by the stripes we heal. Is that true? Is everybody always healed? No, because they don't appropriate the faith, right? My God should supply all your needs, right? I was getting evicted and losing cars and stuff. Y'all heard my testimony, right? Why? I didn't know it. I wasn't appropriated. Didn't know how to work the the law. Yeah, does everybody understand that? God's laws are here whether you know how to work them or not. Do you understand that energy, uh, what we call it, electricity, was here when Adam was here? Electricity. The law of aerodynamics to fly a plane was here. It, it, did nobody create nothing? They just did what? Discovered. They discovered how to work the law. Right? People was on horseback and ponies forever. Right? Gasoline was in the earth. Why did God put gasoline in the earth? Gasoline would be useless unless a man invent a car. Is this true? Where was gas? Already here. <laughs> I want you to think about that. Gasoline was already here. They didn't, they didn't have to come up and create gas after they created the car. So all, all men have ever done was discover the laws that God already put here. Somebody say amen. amen. So you can ride a pony for 2,000 more years if you want to. Right? Is that true or not? You, and watch this. There are cars and you can still be like, I ain't driving no car. Come on, somebody. How, about, how many of y'all know it's planes and there's still people like, I ain't flying no plane now. I'll drive 18 hours. <laughs> Against somebody, ask John Mann. Y'all remember John Mann? John Mann, the richest man off of video game sports, but John Mann would not get on a plane. Did y'all know that? He would not get on a plane. He would drive a bus everywhere, right? 
So just because something's available don't mean that you're going to take advantage of it. Right? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And what? No, no. And forget not. Why does it say forget not? Because some folks be forgetting them. Right? What are his benefits? Who? Who forgives us? Who forgives all our iniquities and do what? And heals all our diseases. Is that true or not? Where is that? Psalms 103? Let's go. Let's go. But this before the match. This is a little, you know, we went out for our 29th wedding anniversary. Sister Ashley and they asked us, do y'all want some appetizers? That's not the meal. It's just the appetizers. You know, you want some fried oysters. What I got? I'm supposed to be saved. I got shrimp Diablo. You know what I mean? Friends up shrimp of the devil. But you know what? I got authority over the devil. Every time I ate the devil, I was taking authority. Every time I ate the next shrimp, right? This is just the appetizer, okay? Psalms 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Keep going. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Right? If I forget the benefits, if I forget that there's a plane, if I forget that there are cars, I might be riding around on, on ponies and big wheels. Right? Okay, keep going. Oh, right there. Who forgives? Who? What is his benefit? Top two. Top two answers. Survey is. Ding, ding, ding. Forgives all our iniquity. Ding, ding, ding. Heals all our diseases. How many? All. How many? All. How many? COVID-19 Delta, y'all. We got to appropriate. We got to believe that. Somebody say amen. amen. We're not catching no COVID now. Amen. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalms 91. Let's go to Psalms 91. Let's go to Psalms 91. Y'all, it's a, there's a strong testimony I want to tell about COVID, but I can't tell it because don't nobody know it in this dude's circle. But I'm going to tell you, I saw somebody just kick COVID in the behind. I, I did. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, listen, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, so is this for everybody? Is this for everybody? Is this for everybody? No. No, it's not. That's a qualifier. He who dwells in the shelter of the most high. That's the first thing right there. Folks ain't been to church, ain't been studying God. Don't care about God. Didn't learn the word of faith. Tell my healing name for that for today. All that stuff. Okay, when COVID come to their house, what they gonna do? They don't have nothing. So you gotta already be. Come on, somebody. All right, Hurricane Harvey. Man, let me go out here and build a house. Can you build a house in a hurricane? No, you got to already be sheltered in place. Isn't that what they told you to do? Yeah, if you ain't getting out of the city, go in the house and stay in. But ain't nobody building no house, right? So you got to already have the house built. And y'all, that's what's really harmful with a lot of these churches, pastors. They never taught. Divine Hill. Y'all, it's all in the Bible. I'm sorry. I don't care what your denomination teach. I don't care what. I, I didn't care what my denomination taught. You know, I grew up really two Baptists, right? But y'all, guess all even the Baptists that stay with the Baptists when they want to get healed, guess who they call? Guess who? I just got some text messages. Please, I need my prayer warrior. Now I'm a prayer warrior. 
They don't agree in speaking in tongues, but I'm a prayer warrior though. Right? So you got this ain't for everybody. This is for who's ever in the secret place of the most high. Right? It's some stuff that's a secret. Like how come some people getting COVID and dying and some people not? That's a secret, right? He used to, who dwells in the secret place of the most high. What's the secret place? Right? Wisdom and faith and love, all of that. Shall abide in the shadow of the mount, all my house, said the Lord, he is my refuge. Surely look, he shall deliver you from the snare of the fallen and from the deadly diseases. Lots and pestilence translated deadly diseases. Keep going. He shall cover you with his feathers. Is God lying or what? If he covering you, are you catching stuff and dying? Absolutely not. Under his wings shall you trust. Right? Vex, under the vaccine shall you trust. Yeah, almost everybody I know that got it like this week, they had the vaccine. Both shots. And you know, he tells you, you get the vaccine, it's going to be easier going through COVID. I said, and I asked him, I was like, so bro, it was just light, you just had a little scratchy coat. No, bro. <laughs> no, sir. No. Felt like we was going to die. I said, going to die, you had both the shit. Bro. I thought this was going to, no, sir. That's why I'm asking, why they still trying to get me to take the vaccine? That's what they told me now. Now, if we was on YouTube, they would pull that, pull, pull our message down. I'm just telling you what somebody told me. It's true. I witness, right? Under his wings shall you trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Y'all, the mask, no mask. Y'all, think about it. And I'm just going to say one more time. How many folk was wearing a mask 100%? Come on. People in your family. That, bro, you couldn't even go over there in the house without a mask, and they still caught COVID. How many of y'all know people like that? So the mask don't work, yo. It's the insanity of it all. Can I show you something? Y'all, we've been flying the whole time during COVID. Like, since COVID. When I look at my pictures on my phone, it's hard to tell what COVID was because we ne- I never stopped traveling. So I'm looking through my picture saying, well, when did COVID hit? But I'm on planes and stuff. Y'all, this is it's too funny for words. Now, this is the insanity of America. To get on the plane, you in TSA line, six feet apart with mask on. Insanity, lying out the door. Right? Get on the plane. Bro, I'm, I'm going to tell you, from the beginning, there was never no social distance on no plane. I mean, you sitting on a plane like this, jammed up, students walking in, up and down the aisle. Ain't no social, they right there. Y'all, you on a tube with 150 to 200 people for two and a half hours. They taking their masks on and off. There is no social distancing. And nobody traced COVID back to an airplane. Or Walmart. What are we trusting in y'all? You can do what you want to. And do what you want to that makes you feel good. It's called placebo, right? Masks make you feel like you're safe. Just put the mask on. And that'll probably help you not catch COVID because you'll be believing your faith will be active that the mask is working, right? But it ain't the mask. Come on, somebody. 
It's, y'all know what a placebo is? Okay, so they give, so it's like double blind. So like, okay, they said this happened. This is a true story. If you read it in the um, the book, what's the pep talk? What's the girl? Terry Seville. That they took, like, these people had to have orthoscopic stuff in their knee. I forget how many they took. Let's say 50 and 50. So they took 50 that had to have a surgery. They gave them the surgery, right? Sent them home. But the other 50, they put them under the anesthesia like they were going to do the surgery. And they made little incisions and did the, like, look like they did the surgery. Didn't do the surgery. Told them they had the surgery. The 50 that didn't have the surgery knee um, recovered at the same rate as the people that had the surgery because they believe they believe they had the surgery. So faith works. So if mask make your faith work, put the mask on. <laughs> Whatever you do. Social distancing, wash your hands incessantly, 25. Y'all, I'm telling you, people in the hospital, do you think they wear gloves and wash their hands? The people in the hospital, do you think they wear gloves and wash their hands? Yes. Do they wear masks? Several of them got COVID too. And died. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right, so who are we putting our trust in? Shield and buckle. Keep going. This ain't going to be my whole message, y'all. Thou should not be afraid. What, what did it say? What did it say, though? You should not be afraid. Y'all, I fear... I feel fear in the air. I feel it. People start to act strange again around you. Don't you feel it? I feel it, yo. What what does the Bible tell us? We shall not be afraid. Did it say, how about try not to be afraid? Did it say that? Thou shalt not kill, right? Thou shalt not steal. Those are what? Commandments. Thou shalt not be afraid. What is that? That's a commandment. Maybe that makes you eligible for not getting COVID. It's following the command. Y'all, thou shalt not. Y'all, and I'm going to tell you. Y'all think I was afraid of COVID before? I mean, I had a little T-Sweezy. You know, I did a little T-Sweezy stuff. Y'all, I'm not going back to that. I'm just not, man. I'm not doing that stuff no more. It ain't going to have a place in my mind. Y'all, COVID had moved into our houses. We gave them a room, some blankets, some clean sheets. That's all we're thinking about talking about. I know you. Very familiar. Oh, wow. I kept looking over there. Y'all should not be afraid of the terrible night, nor for the air of the fly by day. Right? Keep going. Nor for the incurable disease, nor for death. Nor for the destruction of wasted no day. Keep going. A thousand will fall at your side. Now that's the scary part. So this is not for everybody, because some people are going to be falling at your side. That's the scary part. Uncle Cleveland died. And our Fanny died. And if you hear about brother so also died. And my best friend daddy died. Does that cause us, does that cause the walls to kind of cave in and that fear to start? That's why he told us. Don't be afraid. You're going to see it. 
You'll see it. You'll see it. Thousand for the side, two thousand one hand. But what does it say? It should not come out. Do you believe that or not? Do you believe the airplanes is a faster way? I mean, you can take that vehicle or not. It's here. This is the law. This is the promise. God is not a liar. But we got to believe what the Lord said, right? Over what CNN said and Dr. Fauci. Why are we still listening to Dr. Fauci? We got Dr. Fauci saying, yeah, there's a tooth fairy. He's real. I mean, we got him saying all kinds of stuff. A thousand falls aside, two thousand right hand, but it shall not come near you. Do we believe this or what? Amen. All right. Pray this over your family every day. Amen. You got your all. Anoint yourself with all. Practical wisdom. Right? If you lack wisdom, ask of God. Right? And he'll give it to you. So he's going to give it to you because your pastor can really tell you. All right. Can you go get some super vitamin C? We're just talking practical. Take some zinc. Super vitamin C got vitamin A, D, and E in it. And some zinc. Now, I know some of y'all get scared of stuff. Like, I'll take two or three of them a day. It don't bother me. It don't do nothing in my stomach area, nothing. So, I don't know. Maybe I got cast out stomach. But, yo, get your immune system up. God, who, did Satan invent the immune system? No, God invented the immune system, right? So, that helps. That works with us in divine health, Right? Right? Secret place of the most high is what? Faith and wisdom. Obedience, right? Love, right? All right. Golly, I feel like I already preached. All right. So let's get in the word. Let's get in the word. Let's go to Jeremiah. We're talking about your assignment again. Can somebody give me a stand? I don't want to hold this thing. Somebody give me a mic stand. Somebody in the back. Hallelujah. All right. Think they're trying to get this on tape. Thank you so much, brother. Now that's a that's a word. Yeah. Thank you. They had to where's the log thing? This sounds funny too. <laughs> it's all right, y'all. I'm good with it. I'm good. Y'all good? I'm good too. I don't care about it. All right, here we go. Jeremiah 1 and 6. You can go there and amplify it. Jeremiah 1 and 6. Y'all, the title for this is The Attack is on Your Assignment. The Attack is on Your Assignment. You just happen to be the person with the assignment. It's hitting you because you got the assignment. But the attack is for your son. That's all it is. I hate to say that we are lacking so much power, so much invention, so much that could be happening in the world. Somebody here might have a cure for cancer. But so many people are oppressed by fear, anxiety, 
unreal thoughts, unreal, just oppressed and bound. People with low self-esteem, people that feel like they can't do, people that feel like, who am I? People that feel like I'm not important. People that can't look people in the eye, can't even talk, can't even speak up to people. Those are some of the richest people with some of the greatest gifts and tools that will never see the light of day because the devil has attacked their soul. He attacked them because they are the carrier of the anointing and that assignment. All that trauma that many of us went through, the rapes, the molestations, the physical abuse, the betrayals, all of that, the only reason the devil has attacked you is because of your assignment. Some people never make it into the walls of the church. Because the devil has oppressed them and attacked them so greatly and been so successful. Then he, he got them. They won't even go to church. They won't hear any messages from God because he knows of the assignment that's on their life. I don't know how the devil knows your assignment. I don't know how he knows people's assignment. I don't get how he gets the news before it gets to earth. But somehow, before birth, a friend of mine said he believed that God makes an, makes an announcement in heaven. In heaven. The spiritual world hears it. And they get busy before that person is ever even born. We look at it, we look at it with Jesus, right? All these babies are killed. Some the spirit world knew something was up. They didn't know who he was. They didn't know where he was. But they knew something had been released. Same thing happens with Moses. Same thing. The Pharaoh knows. And they were all into witchcraft and the occult and all of that, right? They knew something's up. The devil is not accurate. He's not very smart. But he knows spiritually when something is going on. My great, I guess he would be my grandfather in the ministry. Bless you so much. Y'all heard about him? Right. I was in New Orleans um, a few weeks ago, and I met a man that was mentored by Lester Summerall, and he was telling me a story that Lester Summerall, about Lester Summerall did. I think Rock Parsley had told him. He said that, Rob Parsley, and y'all know who Rob Parsley is, right? Okay. Uh, the guy from Breakthrough. <laughs> so they were sitting in the Maybe Center in ORU. <clears throat> Kenneth Copeland was up preaching. <laughs> and they were sitting in the auditorium, and Lester Summerall, as I'm so familiar with him doing. If something happened, like spiritually, he was like, mm, like that. And he nudged, he said, mm, and he nudged Rock Parsley. He said, Do you feel that? He said, Feel what? I don't feel nothing. He says, This is what he said. Sitting in the Maybe Center, listening to uh, Kenneth Copeland. No phones and stuff back then. 
He said, Oral Roberts just drove onto the campus. He said, how do you know that? He said, how do you not know it? He said, I felt it. He said, I guarantee you in 10 seconds, Oral Roberts is going to walk from behind that curtain and come in and sit down. In 10 seconds, Oral Roberts walked from behind the curtain and came in and sit down. Why? How did he know? He was sensitive to spiritual influence, right? To the anointing. He knew Oral Roberts was there before anybody else did. And so if a man sensitive to the things of the spirit can know, I believe spirits can know. Demonic spirits know. And I want to tell you one more time. The greatest attacks that you've had on your life is for your side. God knows, angels know, devils know. That you were born for a reason. Everybody was created to do what? Solve a problem. Say it again. Everybody was created to solve a problem. Everybody. Everybody. I don't care how insignificant the devil has made you feel. God can tell me, of course. <laughs> of course you. How many spermazoids did you beat to even get here? Half a million. Somebody say amen. It was half a million competing in the spermazoid Olympics <laughs> to impregnate your mom. And guess who won the gold? You did. So you're here for a reason. Somebody say, I'm here for a reason. Turn to somebody and say, don't look at me like that, ugly. <laughs> I'm here for a reason. It's true. It's true. You're here for a reason. Many people in this room have endured all kinds of stuff. Some of you are still going through your stuff. You need delivery. You're still oppressed. You walk oppressed. You talk oppressed. You know, have bad social skills. All of that. It's all demonic oppression to keep you from fulfilling your call. You know, Andrew Womack says, you know, when he was younger, like a teenager, he couldn't even look people in the face. He said he would be walking down the street, somebody say hello. It would be five blocks before he said hello black. And he was he kept walking. Because that's how oppressed he was in his emotions. But when he got delivered, come on, somebody. And guess what? When you get the Holy Ghost, a lot of that oppression will come off you. Somebody say amen. amen. People talking about, I don't be, I ain't down with the tongues. You ever notice the people with the tongues are not oppressed, though? Amen. You ever notice that they are the blessed people? Amen. You ever notice that they the ones that's prospering? Amen. And you talking about it don't take all that. How you know what it takes? Somebody say amen. amen. You don't know what it takes. So the attack is for your assignment. That's the bottom line. All right. Jeremiah 1.6 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I approved of you as my chosen instrument. Everybody say he's talking about me. Everybody say he's talking about me. Everybody say he's talking about me. Okay, let's read it in first person. Before he formed me. Come on, say it. Before he formed me in the womb. 
He knew me and approved of me as his chosen instrument. Some of y'all can't even do it. Say it again. Before he formed me in the womb, he knew me and approved of as his chosen instrument. Y'all, that's true. To every person in the room. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own, and I've appointed you as Jeremiah as a prophet. But everybody's not a prophet. Henry Ford was, was here to saw the, the, the you know, Tom and Jerry prophet. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Is that true or not? I believe so. Somebody say amen. Here it is. Write this down again. You are the solution to someone's problem. You are a reward for somebody. Somebody needs you, not everyone. You know, I get around people and I'm their biggest problem. They always complain around me. Hey man, you know, I ain't got to be with you. Somebody say amen. I don't have to work at this job. <laughs> Hello? Go where you are, not where you just. You're a reward for somebody. I don't think Nabal understood what he had in Abigail. That brother died, and hey, guess what? I think I think David, I think she was a reward for David, though. Come on, somebody. Clean up woman, clean up man. That ain't all unbiblical now. That's for real, man. And I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, y'all. You're, you're the solution for somebody's problem. Somebody say amen. You're a reward for somebody. You're not a reward for everybody. Everybody don't go to my church. Everybody don't like me. Some people can't even stand to hear me preach. They're not at my church. Hopefully. <laughs> if you can't stand to hear me, that's, that's what God made doors for. Somebody say amen. If I'm not your reward, I'm not your cup of tea. It's 20 pastors you like to hear better than me. Hey. <laughs> And she was like, more like Joel. Hey, you, you, they got some seats for you over there. Somebody say amen. You are a solution to somebody. Bro. But I know, I know, I ain't, I ain't bragging and boasting. I know I've been the solution up in here yeah. to some people's problems. Yeah. Yeah. God has used me, right? Yeah. I know I have. I, I, ain't got, I ain't got to think about it. I don't have spiritual low self-esteem, y'all. And y'all can hear people berate me all day long. They got a problem with this or that. I got so much self-esteem, y'all. It just rolls off me. Because I know the truth. Somebody say amen. But if I'm not your reward, go find it. Somebody say amen. Someone needs you. Not everyone needs you. But someone needs you. Somebody say amen. Y'all, when your tooth is like banging, hello, do you need to put down? 
No, sir. I'm looking for that dentist to know what he's doing, too. Come on, somebody. You want the dentist to know what they're doing. Hello? When it's time to go to the hospital, do you need the nurse with the trifocals on? You can't find your vein? I done had her. Somebody say amen. Do you have a blindfold on? What's the problem? Can you go get somebody to know what they're doing? They go get the person what they're doing. They go right to it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the person I needed at that moment. Somebody, you're a reward for somebody. I say, thank you, Lord. I tell her, I say, thank you. I say, she ain't know, is this her first day? <laughs> she ain't know what she was doing, Jack. You don't want, y'all, I got, uh, you know, I don't have no tattoos, but I got some tattoos. Because I got some marks on my arm. <laughs> Oh, the nutty professor nurse, come on. Now, somebody needs you. Somebody say amen. God Almighty. You don't decide your assignment, you what? You discover it. You don't decide it, you discover it. You will be attacked for your assignment. Why? Number one, Satan wants to change the image that God has Planted in you on the inside. And y'all, you know, I got a little science to this, and I say this, I've said this several times. Generally, God planted something in you before you were how old? Before you were how old? Anybody, anybody heard that? Before you were 12, right? Y'all ever heard me say that? Before you were 12. God planted something on the inside of you. Whether you were saved or not, before you were 12, there was some, you had a dream, something on the inside of you. That's true now. I know people knew they were supposed to preach when they was five, six years old. Ran from this start preaching they was 20 or 30. Somebody say amen. That's true. But he planted something on the inside of you, and the devil wants to steal that image. Okay? But if you can retain God's image, Right? Let's look at uh, Genesis 126. And it said, you don't have to go there. But it says, Jesus, God said, and let us make man after our image, after our likeness. Right? He's created something that looks like him. But not all of him, part of him. Because God is infinite. He's eternal. That's why it's going to take an eternity to know God. Because he's infinite. Right? But that's part of him. His likeness, he wants you to look like. Maybe you're the artist. Maybe you're the physician, Jehovah Rapha, right? Our healer, right? The great physician, right? Maybe you're a financier, Jehovah Jireh, right? Our provider. There's part of him, there's an image, part of God that he placed in you. This is true. What a revelation, right? You look like part of him because he stamped you with his image. That's why I believe in youth ministry, children's ministry. Not too, not too young. And if you can know early enough what you're supposed to be doing, you can walk right into it. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. So he said, let us make a man in our image after our likeness. Right. To have dominion. All that stuff. If you retain his image, God's image, you will be got after your image spiritually and naturally. Look at Genesis 5, 1 through 3. 
Dr. Rogers preached this last week. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In that day, God created man, and in the likeness of God made he him. There he is again. Male and female created he them, right? So what's all, what's all the gender pronouns right now? How many did he create? Two. It's over, what, 60 pronouns or something else? No, it's only two. He created them. Male and female. That's how they came out. Somebody say amen. And then he blessed them. He blessed what he created. And he called their name Adam and then they, they were created. Now look at this. Look at this. Look at three. And Adam lived 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness. After his image. The devil wants to steal the image that God has put in you because he knows if you fulfill your destiny, your assignment, you're going to create children as a legacy that's going to come right behind you and look just like you and do the stuff that you do. <laughs> Hello? Hello? It's true. I feel a moosey story coming on. I want to be like my daddy. Want his own identity. But I preserve that image God put in me. Right? Do you know, after all this meandering, this brother is doing the exact same job that I do on a lower level? Right, couldn't get away from it. Want to do this, want to do that, I want to do this, I want to do Mad at me. I'm like, bro, the, hey. <laughs> do you think, nephew? Somebody say amen. I'm not mad at you. Couldn't get away from the image. Why? And I'm going to tell you, parents, people, your fight for your assignment is not just for you. Because God calls families. He does. He calls families. He calls families. Somebody say amen. I know families of business people. I know families of doctors. And, uh, one family. Matter of fact, I prophesied to the children over in the old church, Macedonia. Uh, and she reminded me this. Only reason I say it. Nurse Barker. Her children were young. Elementary was the oldest ones, I think, at the time. And we were back in youth ministry. I looked up. I said, all your children are going to work in the medical field. Now, I did not remember that. Does anybody remember that? I don't remember that. She remembered that. <laughs> Her oldest son, Phil, graduated medical school, started his... Uh, what do you call it? Residency? Yeah, he's going to be a doctor. The second boy just graduated as a pharmacy. Pharmacist. Got his master's. And the daughter is going into nursing. The whole family. The whole family. Is I say, Nurse Parker. <laughs> She's nursing purposes. I say, you know, y'all go open up a clinic. You got your doctor, you got your pharmacy. 
The rebellion in your family, your bloodline, is all against the image and the assignment. I mean, y'all, my thing that I I do for for this is so niche. I'm a behavior specialist. I'm over seven, eight programs, eight schools, and I travel. You know what he do? Humble ISD. Several schools. He travels as a behavior individual. After all the yeah, yeah, oh no, 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 no. He's doing it. If you retain your image, right? Oh, then, yeah, then I'm going to Bible college because I'm called to the ministry. Yes. Start a youth ministry. What I started? Youth ministry. Yes. You can fight all you want to. You'll never be successful. Because you can't choose your assignment. You can only what? If you got some parents that was obedient, they probably are a clue. Somebody say amen. If you don't, then you're who? Abraham. You're the pioneer. You got to start. Somebody say amen. amen. Ugh, I can't do too much. I spent too much on Psalm 91. But that was good too, right? All right. Satan wants to stop your assignment. If he can change the image. So the first thing he's going to do, he's going to tag you to change the image on the inside of you about what God has called you to do. One of the most powerful things, and I've been saying it over and over, I'm going to say it again today. Every battle, every major spiritual battle you face in your life, your finances, in your marriage, in your health, whatever it is, in your mind, in your soul, every major spiritual battle you have faced was to stop your son. Point blank. That's, that's all it's for. That's all it's for. It's to stop your son. All spiritual warfare in your life, number one, was to break. Here's how you're going to do it. He's going to break the relationship to those who are assigned to you and your son. Now, at the beginning of your assignment, you need mentors, you need coaches, you need disciples. You need people in authority who are going to help you in your assignment. Spiritual and natural. The first line of attack is for the devil to put you at odds with the people. Get you offended, get you separated from. Never let you get to the people who are assigned to help you, train you, direct you, equip you in your assignment. So the first thing he's going to do, he's going to try to keep you from the right church, the right pastor. And if this ain't the right church, the right pastor, I will help you find him or her. If that's your fancy. But you got to make a decision. And watch this, Brother Pacey. It got to be resolute. That means you can't go back on it. Are you with the right people in this phase of your life or your assignment or not? You got you got to figure that out. And can't nobody decide that but you. 
Somebody say amen. I give with God, though. Number two, the spiritual warfare is to make you doubt your son. Make you doubt the image that God put on the inside of you. Number three, to make you fear your son. You actually start doing it, and then something bad happens. Well, I ain't doing that no more. Right? Number four, make you quit your son. That's what all the attack is for. Spiritually, physically, financially, relationally, mentally, emotionally. The attack is on the assignment. We always talk about, well, why the devil attacking me, attacking me? He's attacking you for your assignment. He don't want you to do it. He don't want you to get started doing it. He don't want you to do it for six months. He, he don't want, if he can keep you from ever even discovering it, right? Keep you from ever being eligible for it, that, that's salvation. Keep you from the Lord, keep you from the church. Because he knows. Man, them people get saved, get full of the Holy Ghost, we're going to have a bunch of Peters on our hands and Pauls. People who changing the world. Somebody say amen. All right. So, let's look at Joseph. I'm going to show you that he attacked you for your son. Let's go to uh, Genesis 37. Start at verse 5. You can put this in King James, guys. Genesis 37, verse 5. Now Joseph dreamed a dream. And he told it to his brothers, and they hated him yet the more. Keep going. And he said unto them, Here, I pray you, this dream which I dreamed. Keep going. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field. Lo, my sheaves arose and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood around about and made obedience to my sheep. And his brother said to him, Shall you? Thou indeed reign over us? Shall you indeed have dominion over us? Look at the last part of verse 8. And they hated him, yet the more for his son. The devil hates you not because of anything else. You cute, you handsome, you fine, you deserve. He hates you because of your assignment. They hated him because of his dreams. And a lot of times even the people that you're encountering, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? But against principalities, right? Okay. So, you know, we assume things. If they white, they don't like us, they racist. Now, they might be spiritual and don't like you because of your assignment. Because you're a Christian. They might be a witch. I don't always assume it's because I'm black that somebody of another race don't like me. I know y'all do. You ever notice when a white cop shoot a black black? it's always racism? What if he's just crazy? It might, it might do him and do. Wait, and you know the guy that, that, that killed George Floyd? They didn't let y'all know this because he didn't fit the narrative. 
He was such a racist. That's why he shot. That's why he uh, kneeled on him for nine minutes, right? But he was married to a Filipino woman. That don't sound like a white supremacist to me. But they didn't tell you that. He was probably a bad cop. Why do we know they're racist? So, y'all, that's what I'm saying. You be assuming, because I'm bright-skinned, got long hair, and she dark. She don't like me. She, it might not have nothing to do with that. You assuming it. Come on, somebody. They might hate you because of your son. That's what they hate about their brother. They hated him for his dreams and his work. He kept talking about his son. That's why they hate him. Somebody say amen. Look at uh, 37 and 20. Now, the end of hate is what? Huh? Murder. Murder. Look what he said. Look, look at verse 20. He said, come now, therefore, let us slay him. They wanted to kill him. They first started in hate. But the hate went so long. All right? So let's back up. You know, we do a lot over here about forgiveness. Yes? Okay. So if you don't forgive, the Bible says a root of bitterness will spring up. Bitterness after a while. Come on, somebody. That turned to hate. There's a whole lot of people in church. I don't like him, but I love him. But, but no, they be hating. I don't met people that hated people. When you say that, you know, you be smiling, they be smiling. Hey, did, hey you seen Saturday? I can't stay. Yeah, that's a demon. That's a demonic manifestation. That's hate. The mention of somebody's name change your face from a smile to a grimace. You look like a demonic spirit. It is a spirit. That's hate. You can say, I don't, I love them, I don't like them, all you want to. That's hate. You got anybody you hate? Is anybody name I can call like that? But I keep thinking of the gospel song say, Maturation turn to light, light turn to love, right? Well, it works the other way. Don't none of y'all remember that song, do y'all? <laughs> y'all, y'all don't remember that song. On the service seat. Yeah. Our forgiveness turns to bitterness. Bitterness turns to hate. And Hate turns to yeah, a BET 30-minute special on you. Snapped, the last 48. And that was the last time we saw Wendell alive. Sheila called the police immediately and said, my husband is dead. <laughs> Don't be so serious with the voices on the show. I was like, some of y'all like to watch that at night before you go back. How y'all be watching that stuff, man? Ain't watching that mess. Still have you spooked all our sitting up in the It turns to murder. 
They hated him. So look what it said. It said, come not up for let us slay him, cast him into the pit, and we'll say some evil beast have devoured him. Why? Why? And let's see what comes of his son. His dream. What's the title of this? The attack is on your son. Y'all getting this? Do y'all believe this yet? This is what it's for. They, they didn't want his assignment to come true. They were operating under the influence of demonic spirits, y'all. And that's why everything ain't racism, y'all. There's some people trying to stop you because they see your assignment. They know your assignment. How do they know, Ashley? They just know. They do. People that's in the into the occult. Y'all heard me say this before. I had a family member, and I I, I scolded them about it too. They went on a cruise, and they had a uh, they had a psychic on the cruise. It's like uh, we just, let's just go see if they they know what they're talking about. <clears throat> when they went to the psychic, the psychic didn't want to talk to them about them. They wanted to talk to them about me. Told them all about me, all about my wife, my children. Yeah, the devil knows your assignment now. And the people that work for him, they know it too. I don't know how they know it. <clears throat> Some call familiar spirits. And they communicate. Oh, yeah. And that's why they try to stop you. That's why for a while you couldn't get rid of the dope man. Because he thought he had you with the dope. He thought he had you with the alcohol. He thought he had you with the promiscuous sex. Oh, God. Oh, God. Everybody wasn't a virgin in here. Somebody say amen. amen. And y'all, if you wasn't a virgin, you know, man, I look back on some stuff. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Because I knew, I see, I, I saw what the devil had for me. <laughs> One of them girls trying to mess with me in college. Yo, three or four years after I got out of college, graduated. She was on Ricky Lake for some sex addictions, crazy stuff. And I said, Lord Jesus, thank you. Hello? Amen. They was after your assignment, though. They could see. Right before I married Regina. Oh my God. I don't know how they knew. We didn't tell nobody. Girls out the wazoo. Here they come. Because the devil knew he had a short time. Trying to break it up. Trying to mess it up. Somebody say amen. It's for your son. That's what the attack is for. Pastor, the devil going to attack me for my assignment. I don't know who know my assignment. 
he cheated on me. He did this and that. This, why? And I found out, why? So you say, next. Come on, somebody. And get a good man. Somebody say amen. Can I put up with that? Or love him through it and create you a good man. You can do that. You can take your job. Eat the route you want to take. Somebody say amen. But he can't hurt you. Somebody say amen. So we got to stop playing the victim, y'all. Come on. In the church. We got to stop playing the victim because we got an assignment. If we're a victim, that means we lose. That means the devil has the victory. Somebody say amen. I'm not either you're going to be a victor or you're going to be a victor. Which one are you going to be? I'm not going to be a victor. I don't care what white people do, Hispanic people do, yellow, polka dot, gray, blacker than me. I don't care. I'm not going to be a victor. I'm going to be a victor for the rest of my life. Because y'all, the devil can't stop me. Pharaoh tried to kill all the babies, right, to get to Moses. Y'all know that only pushed him closer to his destiny. His mama rolled him down the river and put him in Pharaoh's house. You can't hurt me, devil. Come on, somebody. You can only help me. Some of y'all looking like, what? For real. And I'm going to tell you something else. Everything that they did to Joseph was a down move. They put him down in the pit. Right? But y'all, if I'm in the pit, at least I have a chance. Maybe I can crawl up. She might throw me a rope. Yeah? They kept him in the pit. Now, what is his destiny? To become the next in line, prime minister in Egypt, right? So let's see what comes of his assignment, his dream. Put him in the pit. And then they sold him. Guess what they sold him to? Huh? They didn't sell him to the Romans. Come on, somebody. And it's up to the Germans. Well, he, he was assigned, his dream, his assignment was to be what? Prime Minister of Egypt. See what happens to him. They sold him right into the hands of the who? Egyptians. <laughs> he becomes an Egyptian saint. Right? He's working in part of his house. Right? Doing a great job, the Bible says, because God was with him. Right? So now he goes down in for he's a slave. And then, why is the slave does a great job? Here comes false accusation. Anybody have been falsely accused? They don't feel good, do they? Maybe want to say your stuff and vindicate you, right? Huh? Just falsely accused. He spoke up. Didn't nobody believe him? They threw him in the prison. Down. So he went from the pit to slavery to prison. (laughs) But when the wine falsely accused him of rape, which he hadn't done nothing but try to be a man of God, right? He had resisted her. Well, I wonder if we can find five Christian men that'll resist a father. Hello? Huh? We, we can start with Pornhub first, right? We ain't got to worry about part of a white. Can we just resist Pornhub? <laughs> and BigBooty.com. And, I, I mean, can, can we just resist that? Somebody say amen. And women too. But he did the right thing. 
trying to do that, son. I'm trying to do it. Trying to live right, Lord. Trying to live right for God, Pastor. I'm doing the right stuff. And it's getting worse. He was falsely accused. He went down again to prison. But Potiphalite didn't know. She put him closer to the king where he needed to be by false accusing him, put him in prison, because that's where he met the baker and the butler, who worked directly for the king, interpreted their dreams. He said, don't forgive me. They did forgive him for about six months. But finally remember when the king had a dream. There's this boy named Joseph. He's accurate. Somebody say amen. Here's all I'm saying to y'all. Every place he went looked lower and lower. You may be, I'm feeling evil. How am I getting God, how am I going to do God's assignment? It's all evil, the stuff that's happening to me. It was one evil after another. His own blood brothers betrayed him, threw him in the pit, then sold him in the slave. Did a great job with Potiphar. Potiphar trusted everything in his house to him. Falsely accused by Potiphar's wife after resisting her sexual advances. He kept doing right, y'all. Bad things kept happening. Now he's put in prison. But y'all, the lower he went, the closer he got to his assignment. Genesis. 1520. That's why when his brothers came to him, they thought he was going to get them, he was going to kill them. He said, but as for you, you thought evil against me. The Bible says overcome evil with good. There's another verse that says don't even resist the evil that's coming because of your assignment. The persecution that comes. The attack that comes. You know, sometimes we start fighting and, and fighting and fighting and then, man, I, I, I know sometimes I get in those battles and I be wanting to fight and and do it. And then I just, I said, God, I give up. I ain't, I ain't fighting this no more. Let it do what it do. Somebody say amen. amen. Let it do what it do. That's what he said. He said, for you thought evil against me. But God meant it unto good. To bring it to pass as it is today. To save many people alive. First hmm. Peter 5 and 6 says, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt you. Y'all, we know we talked about the dung hills <laughs> and the pile on. Y'all have had the dung get piled on one thing after the other, one person after the other, one accusation after the other. It don't matter. Let them pile it on. <laughs> How low can you go? How low can you go? Well, you're a low down dirty dog. How low can you go? I'll take it. Ken Hagen say, if they told on me that I killed my grandma, I keep on preaching the gospel. Y'all, when people turn on you, falsely accuse you, this and that, here's what the Lord told me. He said, don't even answer. Hello? He said, one time, they don't believe you, keep going about your business. Because most of the time, it's evil. Somebody say amen. It's something behind what they're doing and trying to say, and you can't get to the bottom of it, talking to them, whatever. Let let them work it out or whatever and catch me later 
But the more you push me, come on, somebody. The worse you treat me, come on, somebody. The more you accuse me, however much you want to stab me, it's putting me lower and lower and lower. How low can you go? I'm going to go as low as I can on my face. And the Bible says, if I will go low, if I will humble myself under his mighty hand, not under my enemies, come on, somebody. They may feel like they're getting over. No, I'm humbling myself under God. And he said, if I humble myself under God, he will exalt me in my assignment in due season. Thank you, Mr. Dell. Thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for everything you've done. Because you can't hurt me. You mean it against me as evil. I know why you're attacking me. Come on, somebody. You, you got to talk to the devil sometime. You got to let him know you're not afraid of Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Devil. Thank you, Mr. Devil. All of the people that betrayed me. Thank you, Mr. Devil. All the folks that turned their back. Thank you, Mr. Devil. Everybody that misunderstood. Thank you, Mr. Devil. Everybody that falsely accused me. Thank you, Mr. Devil. Everybody that left the church. Thank you, Mr. Devil. Because you can't stop me. But that's all I'm saying. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. They couldn't stop Joseph. They couldn't stop Jesus. They couldn't stop Moses. They couldn't stop Joshua. They, Jezebel couldn't stop Elijah. They couldn't stop Elisha. You're the people of God. Cannot be stopped. Because we are the church. And upon this rock, Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. But the fervent, effectual prayers of the righteous avail of mine. And the Baptist church, that it was a great song. And it was true. more you talk about me, the more I'm going to stand on my own. It just puts you in a, a posture of prayer. You don't, you don't pray like it, except when you're going through it, right? Somebody done did you wrong, you, you be praying. Mm -hmm. Devil look like he winning? He not winning, though. Just go low. Go low and worship. Go low and pray. Lay prostrate before the Lord. Because he said, if you will humble yourself under the mighty hand, it's the assignment that's doing the work. It's the assignment. Y'all, we've made so many idols. We've made people idols, places idols. You know, we do Wayne Daily Man, but y'all, you can make marriage an idol. Now, mar marriage is not an idol. It's not my God. Somebody say amen. amen. You can make your children an idol. Oh, we gotta do soccer. We gotta take care of this. 
Oh, skating practice, and then we gotta take him to blah blah blah, and then we gotta do this, and then we got we become personal valets for our children. No, 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 they're not gonna be idols. Children aren't gonna be idols. Money's not gonna be an idol. Somebody say amen. Now y'all, them storms of life. It shakes everything. But Joseph, what it felt like going through all of that? I mean, he was a human person. Was that traumatic? Of course it was. <laughs> but he came out and he didn't spoil his food. You know why? Because he trusted the Lord. He said, give me a little of this word. I knew what you was doing. I, I, knew, I knew what you were trying to do. <laughs> I knew it was evil working in you. But God turned it around for my good. You being attacked for your assignment. What was the good? Being fulfilled for the assignment. And look what he said. God turned it around. Why? Unto good to bring it to pass as it is today. To save many people alive, which was his dream and his assignment. Basically saying, y'all did everything you could to stop my assignment. Come ahead and do it. But you can't stop me. Give me your body again.